Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Selena Yvette, host of Stories from Planet Earth. Thanks for listening to The Falling Show on Public House Media. Self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. Katie Reed. Hello, welcome to Choose to Rise. I'm so glad glad you're with me today. Self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. In our previous podcast, we talked about boundaries and why it was so important to set those boundaries so that you could give the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. And today I want to talk about what self-care routines look like, how they are super personal, how you get to define them, and you should have a boundary in your world about what they look like, feel like, and how they work. We all have different needs that must be met in a variety of different ways because we're all different people. However, I believe there are kind of eight dimensions or eight areas of wellness that are absolutely essential for everyone, regardless of who you are in life. And how you meet these needs, though, may look very different to you. So overall, the the ideas are the same, but when when it comes to you personally, that's where we kind of, um, we get to be differentiated, right? So what is self-care, first of all? Self-care is a big word that's kind of thrown out there. It's not a big word, but it's a big concept that's thrown out there a lot. It's kind of the buzzword of the year, right? Like self-care, self-care. I talk about it a lot in my posts. I talk a lot about self-care in general and just making sure that you're taking care of yourself. But there are some people that have some pretty strong opinions about what self-care really means and what it is not. For the purpose of what I'm going to be talking about today, I'm just going to say that self-care means recognizing and honoring your core needs on a regular basis. This means that you are taking care of yourself, that you are giving yourself some personal time so that you can work on you to be the best version of you possible, making sure that you and your family are getting the best of you and not what's left of you. So why is self-care important? Well, once you have a better idea of what self-care is and what that really looks like in your world, you'll probably start to understand pretty quickly that it's not just about candlelit bubble baths and quiet books on a sunny porch or um, why it's not always retail therapy, um, but it is the things that that are going to make sure that you are taking care of you. It's a basic level of survival. Um, as a mom, it's even more important because your identity, your, um, your time, your efforts, all the things can go to other people. But that's so important to take care of yourself so that you don't um, necessarily give everything to them, but that for you can be there for them in the end. Creating a self-care plan um, is really 
I mean, there's a million ways to do it. So I'm not going to tell you exactly how to create a self-care plan, but I will tell you that you should create a routine that meets your absolute core needs. And so um, that's kind of really what we're going to kind of talk about here today is I really want to make sure that you are taking down some self-care tips today as we, as we go. So maybe you grab a notebook, maybe you um, come back to this episode, play it again later, um, but really getting engaged in what self-care means to you and really making sure that these eight areas are created or are a part of your routine created in habits in those areas and to create the well-rounded self-care routine that's going to make you feel your best, make you help you show up as your best, and making sure that your family's getting the best of you and not what's left of you. All right, so now before you start yelling at me and telling me that there's absolutely no way that you have time for any of these things in your life, I want you to understand, and I'm going to emphasize again, that you being you is the number one way that you can serve your family. It's the number one way that you can serve the people that you work with or whoever the people in your life is that you are constantly giving everything to. Being a mom is your number one priority, and I would say being a human is trumps that entirely. The four relationships that you need to have in your life, the number one relationship, in my opinion, to have in your life is between you and your maker, right? So first and foremost, I am a child of God. The second relationship that you need to have the most um, special contact with is yourself because you and only you are the one person that you're going to spend the most time with in your life. Um, you are with yourself when you wake up, you're with yourself when you go to bed, you're with yourself all day long and no one can separate you, so, you from yourself. So the number one relationship you should have is with your God. The second relationship is with yourself. The third one is your husband because even after you have kids, they were going to move away. They're going to go live their best life after you and what you want, right? You want them to go flee the nest, but your husband's going to be there by your side. Your partner's going to be there with you by your side the rest of your life. So God, you, partner, your husband, and then your kids. And so when you are taking care of yourself in that prioritized order, you're going to need to make sure that you're taking care of your mental wellness, your physical wellness, your emotional wellness, so that when you get through that process of taking care of, of your spiritual health, yourself, your personal time with your spouse, and then taking care of your kids that you are going to have all the things that you need in your life to make sure that you're going to live your best life as possible. All right. So as we're getting into kind of creating a self-care checklist or making sure that you're taking a deeper dive into what self-care really looks like for you, let's kind of talk about the activities that maybe fall into, into each of these categories. And then you can maybe get a clearer picture on what it's going to take for you to create a self-care routine that's going to incorporate all of these areas. The first area is mental wellness. Okay. According to the World Health Organization, mental wellness is a state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope with stress in life, and can work productively and fruitfully amongst the situations that are going on. So you're made, able to make a contribution to your community, but you're also able to stay sane, right? You can understand and realize your own abilities, know who God made you to be, and really work from that place. This aspect of self-care um, re relates is so important because it affects the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act, how we're showing up in the world with other people around us, and we're achieving that mental wellness means supporting our mental health needs and addressing our thoughts and our self-talk specifically and managing our stress effectively. So this might look like 
unfollowing people on Facebook that don't support you. It might be disconnecting yourself from negative minded people. It might be practicing mindfulness and really positive self-talk, affirmations, meditating. It might be um, really supporting your mental health with positive foods in your body, right? Because what you put into your body, either physically or emotionally or just with words, all impact your mental health. So making sure that you're taking care of yourself because when you feel good, you think good. When you feel, when you think good, you um, show up well. So think about those kinds of things. Another aspect is your physical wellness. Now you see me, if you've been following on social media, either at KJPMEYER on Instagram or on my Facebook page, Choose Dry Us Up right here you know that physical wellness is a huge part of what I do, but also, you know, positive thinking and mental wellness as well, because you have to think well to be able to feel well. And so as you've already guessed, your physical wellness relates to the way you take care of your body, right? It means what you can do to feel your absolute best eating well, finding ways to move in a day. Um, I push play on an at-home workout every single day, at least six days a week and making sure that I'm strengthening my body and taking care of it. This also means, though, good hygiene, seeking professional care when necessary. So like if you need to go to the doctor or the chiropractor, seeing a massage therapist. Um, I know that I need to go get to my massage therapist here soon. Um, But each of these factors is a necessary component to keeping your body in top physical condition. If you had a like Ferrari in your garage, would you put diesel in it? Probably not. Would you let the kids scratch alongside of it all the time? No, you take the best care of it because it has great value. You are the greatest value, valuable thing that you have, your body, your mind, all of these things. So if you really want to take good care of it, eat real food, eat mostly real foods, right? Like live an 80-20 lifestyle. You don't have to cut out everything that's bad for you or unhealthy for you, but making sure that you're eating mostly real foods, the good stuff for your body. Drink lots of water, um, at least half of your body weight in ounces. Move regularly, whether it's pushing play at home workout, going for a run, getting into a walk in nature, going and moving your body throughout the day, having regular health checkups, taking supplements that are going to fuel your body well and help it work at its absolute best. The next one is intellectual wellness. Now, this is one that kind of gets skipped every once in a while because intellectual wellness refers to engaging in creative or mentally stimulating activity. This could be playing a challenging game, reading a really good book, learning a new language, playing an instrument, or taking up a new hobby. Anything that expands your knowledge and skill set and contributes to your personal growth can be considered an intellectual wellness in this area. Lifelong learners tend to be super happy, are more confident, and have better overall cognitive functions. Function. Once you keep your brain healthy, you keep your life healthy, and you just have much more joy going into it. So what are some things you can do? Take a new class. There's tons of free content online. Engage in a new hobby. Listen to more podcasts like this one. Read some good books. And then really kind of really focus on how you can share that with other people because the best learner can share and teach other people and they learn it better themselves. The next one is emotional wellness, managing your stress, coping with difficult emotions and cultivating mindfulness are all ways to create healthy emotional wellness. The way you feel can greatly affect the way you show up in your life and for yourself and for your family, which is why this is a vital dimension of wellness to make sure you're tending to. This is a great way for you to to really focus on these things is to practice gratitude, starting your day with positive thoughts in your head about what you're grateful for, ending your day with things that you're grateful for. Anytime that you feel yourself going in a negative light, practicing gratitude always. 
Next thing is to notice and address your self-talk. You remember when I said the number one relationship that you have is with your God, the number two relationship you have with you is with yourself. If you are talking bad to yourself, why would anyone else talk positive to you? So make me sure that you're noticing and addressing your self-talk and establishing clear and firm boundaries like we talked in our last episode with how people treat you, how you treat yourself, and what it is that is good and bad in your world. Identify those emotional triggers. What are the things that set you off into a downward spiral? What are the things that remind you of maybe a past that maybe you haven't dealt with? And then um, really resolve those things. Come to terms with them and know and take responsibility for the situation, but also know that your past does not necessarily define you. The next one is really good. Do something fun. Bring laughter, bring smiles. Do something for yourself that's going to boost the emotional wellness in your life and make you feel good. The next area to really kind of focus on is social wellness. Now, if you're a little bit of an introvert like me, this one can be kind of hard, but having meaningful relationships is a necessary part of your wellness. I truly believe that my support network, my team, the women that I have a part of my community, my positive uplifting community are the biggest factors in my recovery from of, of just boundaries in general and my kind of semi-depression and knowing and not understanding where I was going in life. These women in my life, I can count on during the tough times and I can count on them on the great times. They are a true gift and we are meant to be social creatures. We are meant to be connected with other people and be in community with other people. So having positive social wellness also means that you recognize when you need to take a break from socializing. And if you're an introvert like me, you kind of fuel yourself with that quiet time. You fuel yourself with being able to be recharged with some downtime. So have a girl's night out, maybe have a quiet night in, nurture your marriage, connect with your kids one-on-one, limit your interactions with toxic people. Those are all great ways to enhance your emotional um, wellness as well as your social wellness. Next one, environmental wellness. Now this one often gets skipped too, but our surroundings have a big impact on our overall wellness. Think about it. When your home is a mess, do you feel calm and relaxed? Probably not. I know I love to pick up the tidy house or pick up a messy house a little bit. I can leave dishes on the, the sink if it means getting some work done, but I also know that my husband <laughs> is huge in this area and he cannot relax or sit still if he has a messy house. So aside from cleanliness of our home, living in a home that is low environmental toxins, has good air, good quality um, water, all of those things can really contribute to your physical health and well-being, but also just cleaning up the clutter in your mind as well. Environmental wellness includes more than just your home. It also means more, more living in a sustainable way, surrounding yourself with positive, supportive people, keeping your mind safe, improving the air quality in your house, developing good cleaning habits, making your home a beautiful place, using clean and non-toxic products, checking the batteries in your smoke detectors, making sure that you are plugging into positive groups of people and not negative ones. The last one I have for you here is spiritual wellness. Oh, there's two more. One, spiritual wellness. Well, spiritual wellness may be the most personal dimension of wellness on that I've listed, but as I talked about before, your number one relationship in your life is between you and your maker. He created you, so he knows you best, and he has a plan for you, and if you trust in that plan and know that the closer you get and the more intention and the more energy and intention you bring to your faith and to who God made you to be, the more fearless and free you will be. And your spiritual wellness may be the most personal piece of you, but it also is the core values. It's your where you find fulfillment. It's where your beliefs and your sense of purpose come from and that provide meaning for your life to help guide your actions as you go forward. 
So this might be setting goals. It might be um, getting into your scripture reading. It might be getting into a devotion with friends, practicing some yoga, get out in nature, have some quiet time, meditate, all of those things, listening to music and worship that way. Uh, and then the next to last one, maybe the last one here, financial wellness. I got to get my notes straight. Believe it or not, financial wellness is a very important piece of the wellness puzzle. Not having enough to cover your expenses can create crazy amount of stress in your life um, where it affects your physical health, your mental health, and all of these other things. But being financially secure is very freeing. I am really working for a day when I don't have to think about money. That's my ultimate goal. Not necessarily to have tons of money, but to not have to think about it. I don't believe that money is the most important part of wellness, but I do think it plays an important part of our absolute well-being right? When I get to the point where I feel like I'm comfortable, um, where I can make choices, I can make heart choices without having a concern about what the cost is going to be. For example, a heart choice would be if I had a dying family member on the other side of the country, I could just buy a plane ticket and go be with them. Or if I have a family member or a close friend in need of something, I can just do something for them and not have to worry about the cost. That's a heart decision for me. Not a calculated budget kind of thought, but like I want to do something for you and I can and I will um, kind of situation. That's the kind of that's the kind of financial freedom that I'm looking for. So how do you get there? Well, you set a budget and you follow it. Maybe you start a side hustle. Maybe you start become a coach on our team and you start supporting yourself in your self-care journey as well as helping other people doing the same. Creating an emergency fund, saving for retirement, and paying off your debt are all going to be ways that you can create financial wellness in your life and creating all kinds of freedom in your life around you. So now that you kind of know what these eight dimensions of wellness are, take some time to really think about what areas in your life need a little bit more attention. How might you start to incorporate these areas into your daily routine? Consider that all are, all are pieces of the big puzzle. You're gonna need all the pieces to see the whole picture. So make sure you're recharging yourself, make sure you're looking at the areas that um, might need a little bit more attention and just take action. When you're ready to start taking action and being intentional about your goals, you're going to be able to have a healthy, happy, well-balanced, and a great sense of wellness in your life. I always suggest to start slow. I always start to always suggest to pick one thing and work on it at one thing at a time. But it, as you continue to go with it, it will become a habit and you'll be able to stick with things in the long haul without overwhelming yourself. So I'd love to know what your thoughts are. I'd love to know which area you're going to start working on first. I'd love to know how you're incorporating these eight dimensions of wellness into your life and your self-care routine. And if you need anyone or anyone or anybody to encourage you and support you in your self-care journey, I would love to be that person for you. Join us on our team. Be a part of this amazing crew of women who are pushing play on a workout every day, getting their body moving. They're working on eating better. They're living with a positive mindset. They're dreaming bigger dreams and creating a sense of wellness in all eight of these dimensions. And they're just supporting other people as they do it. So if you're interested in any of those things, we have a June boot camp that's kicking off here soon. And I would love to have you be a part of it. It's called Get Your Fit Together. Um, and it's going to be so much fun. So I'm, I've had so much fun getting the content ready and plugging it in, and I can't wait to have you in there with me. Um, just shoot me an email at kjpmeyer at gmail.com. 
and, um, or the, you can go to my link in my Instagram or here on my Facebook and just shoot me a message. I'd be happy to interact with you and help you get connected and get started with us soon. So hopefully these eight areas are going to help you going to be encouraged, supported and live your absolute best life, rising up out of your current situation and living that best life that you are designed for by your one and only maker. Thanks for joining me today. Have a great one. Share this with your friends on social media. Leave us a rating review on Apple podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it. See you back here again next time.